Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt podcast. Welcome back to Nerds from the Crypt, the podcast where we review your favorite and not so favorite horror movies and interview creators about their ongoing and upcoming uh, Kickstarter and just uh, projects in general. And uh, today we're going to be talking to Chris Tarleton. Uh, that pronounce your last name correct you got it yep and thanks for having me i appreciate it well our pleasure our pleasure thank you for for being able to make the time um in such a quick uh what's it called turnaround here yeah (laughs) i you know um i think we were trying to do it the week before and then i got i got busy on the road and then um yesterday i'm like you know what let me reach out to him let me see if i can get him on (laughs) yeah no that's it's all good it's the last month has been kind of chaos so just got to roll with it sometimes. I want to go ahead and just talk about, you know, a little bit about yourself, you know, so people can, can get to know you a little bit more before we talk about the projects. When did you start liking horror? Um, I think um, pretty early on, I know, um, <clears throat> you know, my mom was, was really big into Stephen King um, and, uh, and she kind of passed that down to me. I, I think the first horror movie I remember watching was, was Carrie and, um, I don't remember much about the movie, but I remember that ending because it scared me to death. And, um, you know, it's just as, as a kid, I mean, I was probably like seven or something like that. And, um, you know, that hand comes up at the end, sorry, spoilers for the end mm-hmm. of Carrie. Um, and it, it just terrified me, you know, and it's, I mean, I still think about it. It stuck with me through, uh, through my life, but, um, you know, and, and, and I used to, to stay up, um, you know, when I was supposed to be in bed and, and watch like Nightmare on Elm Street and, and things like that. And then try to kind of laugh that stuff off while I'm like secretly, you know, like being scared to walk around, you know, whatever the next corner is and, and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, Candyman and, and Lost Boys and Friday the 13th and stuff like that. But um, I started reading Stephen King and, and Dean Koontz and stuff like that when I was probably like uh, 11 or 12. Um, I remember reading the watchers and, and then watching that terrible Corey Haim movie. And, um, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think, uh, it was sort of ingrained at me, uh, in a, in a pretty early age. And, um, I remember even my mom reading, uh, like some Stephen King short stories and stuff to me at, at uh, you know, different times in my life. And so, you know, it's just always kind of been there. The one thing that I've noticed in the last couple of, um, weeks and I, I even brought it up last week as well is that more and more i've been finding people did not get into horror till like probably in late high school or in uh, when they get into college and i just figured that people who liked horror just liked it since they were little kids and <laughs> it, it's just, it just it's just a like a, it just puzzles me sometimes yeah well i wonder how much of that has to do with how people are, are raised now versus then i mean yeah uh, it's the same thing as like my mom letting me just like run in the backyard when i was like five or six years old and and, and now, you know, everyone's uh, got their kids, you know, kind of tied to them and, and cell phones and everything else. You know, it's, a, it's just a different world. Do you still read um, horror other than just create or do you watch uh, still watch horror movies? Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty regularly. And, and I mean, this is the, the perfect time of year for it. Right. So um, I usually um, try to find a, a pumpkin to carve or, or something like that and, uh, and marathon some some horror movies. And sometimes it's uh, just pick a new one every day. But, 
Yeah, I, I like. I, I am pickier probably now than I used to be. Um, I, I like mm-hmm. something with a good story or something with nostalgia for me is is important. You know, I, I like to feel uncomfortable. I just watched this movie called Wounds. I don't know if you've seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very strange. It was from like last year. Um, and it's sort of this, uh, I don't want to spoil anything for you cause you should watch it, but, uh, it, it deals with like this, uh, guy who finds this phone and there are these really disturbing like pictures and stuff on the phone. Um, and it kind of leads him down like this really weird kind of uh, path. Um, uh, you know, and the opposite of that, I just watched a movie called, um, haunt. Um, and it's about these kids that go to this haunted house and there was like literally no story. It was just like, like gore for the the sake of gore. And, and oh. it was just, it was kind of garbage. Um, you know, that's um, what I say about, um, and I, f- I, I know people like the, um, this guy's movies, but I feel like Rob Zombie movies are like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they walk a, a fine line. Uh, there's a couple, um, a couple of his that I thought were okay, but yeah, when it, when it's, it's just becomes like torture porn for me, it's just like, I'm not really interested in that. Um, I think I like stuff that's like psychologically kind of damaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, um, if you think about something like the Babadook, I don't know if you guys have seen that. Um, it's, um, it's not about like a scary guy in a top hat. Um, you know, it's a, it's very much about this woman who kind of hates her kid. <laughs> and like, just like hereditary just dealing with that yeah. emotionally, you know what I mean? And, and it's, that's a really, uh, a different, uh, a different way to go. You know, you want something with layers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, my favorite right now, the, of the people of the, of the production companies releasing stuff is a 24. I think they, they oh, yeah. are consistently just releasing great work. Uh, like, mm-hmm. like hereditary, the witch, um, I think they also did um, the autopsy of Jane Doe. I have to check again, but I think they did that one too. Yeah, I definitely like the stuff that they've been doing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into to the projects that we were going to talk about today. Yes. Uh, you, you sent us uh, over two, two um, comic books to so we'll go ahead and look over. And let's talk about the dolls uh, first. Or is, it, is it dolls or the dolls? Uh, the dolls. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about the dolls. Where did the the idea of uh, the dolls come from here? Um, well, uh, I had been wanting to do um, something with uh, something with dolls for a while. I have um, an, my aunt uh, growing up had this really big doll uh, <laughs> from like the fifties or something like that, and and I was just I don't like I'm not even sure why she kept it. Um, but it's, you know, it was like three feet tall. And when I was a kid, that was like my size. Right. Um, and I just, it was just always like fascinated me. It was just so weird. Um, and so I had, you know, been kind of putting this, um, this story together in my mind and, and finally, um, it all just sort of came together and, uh, I, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin too much of it, but essentially the, the, the plot of it is that, um, you know, she's a, a widowed a woman, um, uh, and, uh, it's just her and her, her two kids and, um, they get killed and, um, you know, she's her, the spirit of the, the, the kids come back into the lives of these dolls that they had. And, and, um, you know, it, 
she has to deal with that, right? Like, is she crazy? Is it really happening? Like whatever. Um, and, um, yeah, I just thought it was, it's kind of fascinating and, um, uh, kind of weird ghost story kind of way. It was kind of a, a fun little ghost story. Sounds like a Hallmark movie. I mean, totally, mm-hmm. totally, totally plausible. I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> they, they come back for a nice little visit. They're going to have some cocoa mm-hmm. and stuff. And yeah, right. You change their outfits every day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sing some songs, all that good stuff. It was right. a, it was, it's a short, short form. Uh, you know, I guess you can consider it a short, a short story in comic book form, but it, I feel like it did its job in getting to the the spooky part in those, what is it? 10 pages now? Yeah. I think it's like 10 pages. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, a lot of the credit goes to, to Ryan uh, Quackenbush, who's the, the artist on it. I mean, his, his work is just really unique and that, that's one of the reasons I wanted to work with him. And, and I think that was a good project uh, to work on. And how is this going to be, to be uh, released? Uh, so it's uh, it's going to be released through uh, Source Point Press. They're, um, uh, they have a, a book called um, Horror Double Feature 2, um, and it'll be out in um, November, but you can pre-order it now. Um, just go to your comic shop and say, hey, I want that Horror Double Feature 2 book, and um, they will add it to your list. It's in previews, um, and I think you know when it comes out, it'll be available on Comixology and, and all those things. Is that something that you're able to order directly from them or does it have to be through, through your comic books or no, you can get it through them too. Yep. You can order it online. I, I think right now, um, if you go to, uh, I think it's sourcepoint.press, Um, it takes you to their web store. Um, and, uh, you can pre-order, um, all of their books through there too. Cool. Cool. I'll make sure to go ahead and, and put the, the links to that, to that, uh, episode or I'm sorry, <laughs> to the, uh, to the store there. Oh. On the oh, cool. on the episode there, I got I got ahead of myself there. <laughs> um, so anything anything um, that you want to share with us about dolls that that maybe we we wouldn't even think about asking? Ooh, it's tough, and and I have a hard time um, <clears throat> with all of my stories. I have a hard time kind of pitching them. You know what I mean? Like even if I'm if I'm standing at my table at a convention, um, you know, back when society was really happening. And, uh, um, you know, I, I have to walk a very thin line of like what I say and don't say because I don't want to ruin it, but I also mm-hmm. want people to buy the book. So it's, it's tough sometimes. Um, I, I think, um, you know, you can go to my website, um, uh, it's charltonwrites.com and, um, I, I have, uh, the book up there, but it's, it's no longer in stock. So this was something that I, I had, um, self, uh, published and, um, uh, then, um, you know, I ran out of them. Um, <laughs> I sold all of them, which is, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, but now, uh, source point is, is, uh, is republishing. Um, and, uh, but the artwork is up there so you can go and, and you can look and you can click on the book and, um, you'll get the, the synopsis and, um, and samples of some of the artwork, um, which is, you know, the one thing you're not getting from a podcast. Right. Um, but, uh, but I think, I think do that, check out the artwork and, and, uh, you'll, you'll be uh, probably pulled in to the, to that world. Oh. At least I was. Yeah. The artwork is definitely, definitely nice. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. The artist's job is to pull you into, you know, and then my job is to kind of keep you there. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and believe me, uh, shorter stories um, can be, uh, can be 
much harder to write than, than something longer. You really have to like every word, every, you know, panel has to count. So, um, it's, it's a challenge, but, uh, I like a good challenge, so that's okay. I, and sometimes I actually feel like the short stories, and I know that they're, they're harder to, to write, but I feel like sometimes they're a little bit more, they, they work better sometimes. Um, like when you talk about Stephen King, I, I love Stephen King, um, Stephen King's work. But I feel like sometimes his short stories are really where he where he shines, where oh, it really comes together. Yeah, I think my favorite stuff was was uh, some of his short work too. So let's go ahead and talk about the the big boy. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, <laughs> Black of Heart. Uh, this this one is um, what is it? A hundred and like seventy two, one hundred seventy two pages. That's well, you have the things. you have the full edition. So oh, okay. the. Um, Source point is, is republishing uh, the single issues. So, so the first issue is up um, for uh, pre-order now. Um, it, it's coming out the same week as uh, Horror Double Feature Two. So, ah, um, I'll be busy. Double double release. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> that is and, busy. Uh, same same thing. You know, you can go to their their website and and pre-order that first issue. I think the second issue is also up for pre-order now too. It'll be in um, this uh, October's previews and. Um, they actually just uh, released uh, yesterday the a variant cover that's really cool, um, and so I think that you can only get through their website. So be be sure and go check that out. It's under the premium section um, for their uh, comics. Um, but yeah, so so it's just going to be the first issue. It's a five issue series. Um, it's a it's a, like a noir uh, serial killer story um, set in 1949 in New York City and. Um, it has uh, sort of a unique art style to it. It's it's kind of a mixed media style. Um, David Hollenbach is the the artist. Um, worked with him on a, a lot of different projects, um, and uh, we we kind of took a, a unique um, turn with it in that it it starts black and white with kind of splashes of primary colors, but um, the color actually builds with the story. So as the uh, the kind of mystery unfolds, you get more and more color. And, and so the, the big finale at the end, you know, the fifth issue is, is full color. And, um, you know, I just thought that was really cool. You know, I hadn't seen, seen that done before and, um, everybody seemed to, to really be into it and, um, seemed like it, it worked pretty well. What is, uh, just so that the audience can, can prepare, uh, I guess, what is issue one, um, all about? Um, so it's, it's, uh, focused on a detective named Drake Harper. Um, he is, uh, pretty new to, uh, homicide. Um, and, uh, you know, he's basically kind of cleaning up, uh, these bodies that are being found dumped in these alleyways. And, um, <clears throat> it's, um, it, it's, it's a different time, you know what I mean? 1949, there was no, um, forensics or, or DNA evidence or anything like that. I mean, those guys really earned their paychecks, you know, it's, uh, it's just, uh, if you didn't catch somebody red handed, you really had to work to, to, to tie stuff together when uh, all of the, uh, you know, the bodies were, were random people. And it wasn't like, Oh yeah, the husband killed his wife, obviously, you know, these are, these are random people, prostitutes and things like that, that, uh, that this killer is picking up and then uh, dumping. Um, so um, anyway, uh, in addition to that, you know, um, he's having some problems with his marriage um, and uh, in general, his, his life is, uh, you know, uh, kind of on the rocks. We'll just say that got a bit of a drinking problem, a bit of a smoking problem, everything you would, uh, hope for in a, a noir detective, right? <laughs> <laughs> Very timely. Yeah. 
I was going to say, uh, I did like one of the things that, um, that I, I did notice, I'm glad you brought it up was the, um, the change of the, uh, the look of the art over, over the time with the, uh, the color. Um, it was a, I, I felt like it was a unique choice. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure anyone that's picks, picks this book up will, will definitely see that as, as the book unfolds, as the story unfolds. So it was, it was interesting to see that. Yeah. Well, I mean, David's artwork is, is just unique, period. And, and I think, um, you know, uh, uh, Josh at SourcePoint said it best when he said, there, there's not another book that looks like this. And I think that's true. I mean, there are other, um, you know, artists that do that mixed media type of, uh, of work, um, but I've just not seen one that looks like this. So um, it's, it's its own thing for sure. And hopefully, um, you know, uh, people will uh, pick it up and, and give it a chance when it comes out. For the for the body horror fans out there, the way that he uh, he does this, uh, the the overall um, look and appeal that uh, I think our fans would be they would be all in on this because the the overall body horror of each one of these these gruesome images is pretty 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 good. Yeah, it goes to some dark places for sure, and um, you know at times that was hard to write. I, I had to really just try to think like, what's the, what's the most like terrible situation I can imagine, you know, and, um, and, and try to put people in the, in those situations. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's over the top, uh, gore wise or anything like that. Um, but it's, it's more of the psychology of what's happening to these yeah. people. Um, oh. and that, that's where hopefully the, that payoff is, you know? Yeah. My imagination um, was running wild with like, oh my gosh, you're doing that to this person or alluding <laughs> to this. And you see you like, you're putting, you're putting the reader into this framework of like, oh, what's going to happen next? Or, oh my gosh, I can only imagine the, the deranged situation and all the things. And it's just like your, your mind just goes wild with, with thoughts. Right. Well, that's good. Hopefully that's good. Uh, <laughs> I usually like my elevator pitch for this is that it's like Sin City meets Sounds of the Lambs um, because there is that, you know, element of um, of horror to it, you know, um, that uh, you wouldn't get in a traditional noir. I was actually going to ask, uh, by any chance, is Ed Gein <laughs> our inspiration for this guy? Uh, no, I, I think, um, oh gosh, I have to really go back and think about what my inspirations were. I, I think it was probably more like, um, uh, Ted Bundy, um, and, um, you know, uh, it, it was definitely a combination of, of people. It wasn't anything like one specific thing and it really wasn't based on any, you know, uh, person or anything like that. Uh, I think, um, the idea was sort of, um, spawned by um this uh cab ride that i had in denver i was going to the, the denver airport and um i uh you know when you're going to the airport you're kind of in a hurry right you're more focused on like if you have all your stuff and and if you're on time then then the the details of, of what's going on um and uh, so i'm in this guy's car and um i noticed like his hand is shaking and um and you know i mean uh, I hope no one would think that I'm like making fun of this guy. I mean, he may have had a condition or something, but um, he seemed generally creepy on top of the handshaking. So, um, uh, and, and, and then I start looking around and like his car and I'm like, this isn't like a, a cab cab. This is like, this is kind of before Uber. And it was like this, this guy's car with like a, uh, 
like a meter kind of wedged into his dashboard. It looked very like homemade. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, what, what's really happening here? Like, what have I gotten myself into? Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I mean, like I really was having like that fight or flight thing happening in my body. And, um, and I'm thinking like this guy, like says he has to pull over for some reason. Like I'm just going to bolt. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was, it was really like that. And, and so that was kind of like, I had already been sort of toying around with the idea of, um, of wanting to do like a noir book. Um, I, at the time was working on a, um, uh, more of a superhero type of, uh, story. Um, but, um, you know, noir film noir is something that I've, I've always really been into and, and had a, a big love for, um, so, uh, when that happened, I was just like, well, that's a pretty good hook for, for like a villain. Um, you know, somebody, um, who has, you know, rigged his cab so that once you get in, you can't get out. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, if he's only picking up single people, um, it's going to be a lot easier to, to get away with it, you know, um, especially in the, uh, in the forties and especially, um, in, in that era, like I said, with, without forensics and, and DNA and things like that. I mean, it's just a missing person at that point, you know, and where do you, where do you start? Right. So, mm-hmm. um, but that reality of it really hit me in that, in that, uh, situation. <laughs> I was like, well, this is pretty, pretty damn scary. So, um, that it seemed like a, a good point of departure. And that was, uh, that was the beginning of, uh, that, that villain kind of coming into to form, you know, in the, in the story. I had said it in a previous uh, episode that I feel like the best horror that comes from, from any type of creator is a horror that comes from personal experience. Oh, and sure. when you put it out there, you just hope that people can resonate with it. And, you know, I mean, it's based on the real horror. So you would think that, that the way you felt is what other people would feel when they're going through that stuff. You hope so. I mean, as a writer, that's what I hope for, right? I I hope that I've Mm -hmm. done my job in um, translating uh, what was happening inside of me uh, to the page, um, you know, one way or the other. And and a lot of that is just experience. But at the same time, um, you know, if I'm writing something that makes me laugh or if I'm writing something that makes me cry, I hope that the reader gets that same experience, you know what I mean? And and horror is the the exact same way. but yeah, I think you're right. I think it's it's probably harder. It's it's more of a salesman tactic to um, maybe try to explain something that you actually haven't experienced um, when it comes to like scaring people. You know. Well, uh, what did you say the the date for these to come out on uh, is? Um, these are horror double feature two and Black of Heart number one are coming out um, November twenty fifth, I believe. And what is the name of the first? Uh, what's the the first issue? Um, is it just called Black of Heart? Does it have a subtitle? I think it's Last Cab to, Last Cab to Brooklyn. I have to look. I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> just trust me. It's something like that. Uh, it's also the, <laughs> a bright yellow cover. You can't miss it. Uh, like I said, I'll, I'll leave the, the link to this in, in the description of the episode. One thing you brought up uh, a couple of times here is the mixed media in, in Black of Heart. What do you mean by by mixed media for those who have not seen this? So David's work um, is, uh, well, he started doing um, uh, kind of inserts for magazines and things like that. Um, so you've got little pieces of, you know, kind of odd artwork to go along with like an article or something like that. Um, and, and it can vary. Um, and it varies in this book from panel to panel. I mean, every panel in this thing is its own little piece of artwork. Um, uh, 
And, uh, you know, so sometimes it's a photo collage, uh, sometimes it's paint, uh, sometimes it's ink, pencil, and sometimes it's all of those things. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, I think it gives it kind of a, a more cinematic feel, um, which is really what I wanted, you know, for, from this. I mean, I, I grew up, um, on comics and, and movies and, um, you know, and, and in my own little way, this is sort of me being able to kind of write and direct my own, uh, movie, I guess. Um, so, so having that, that feel was, was kind of what I was going for. Um, but yeah, his, his artwork, he, he made a, he made a piece of artwork for me, for my banner that I use, um, behind me, um, like at conventions. And, um, he gave me the, the piece and I mean, it's it probably weighs like three pounds. It's, because it's got so many layers of things on it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I truly don't know <laughs> the process. Um, but I can tell you that, um, he's one of the like purest, uh, most true artists that I've ever met. Um, he doesn't really care about, um, you know, making money or book sales or things like that. Like he's, he's in it to do his artwork. And, and that's like, I just really respect that about him. And, and he's just a, a great guy, like a real, really nice guy. Well, I got to say issue one um, looks beautiful. Oh, it, uh, like, like, and then definitely you can tell, you can tell the, the contrast of, uh, you know, where it's nice and dark and where the color starts to seep in here. Um, very, I think it hits the mark where you said it, you're going for that noir look. It, um, very much feels like uh, the those old school detective um, movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, well, good. I hope that's the case. I mean, um, that's that's what I'm I'm shooting for. I'm I'm working on a, a sequel now. Um, that's uh, not a little less horror. It's a little more traditional noir kind of murder mystery, and um, I, I'm I'm into that genre. You know, um, uh, I love it, and uh, would like to keep doing it because it's a lot of fun to to kind of live in those worlds. People monsters are, are our favorite. So, oh yeah, this was this was right yeah. down our alley. <laughs> yeah, definite definite people monster. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's kind of the fun thing about this story too is that um, the circumstances that the detective kind of gets thrown into starts to turn him into um, something that he doesn't really want to be either. I mean, he starts to kind of lose it a little bit, and oh, yeah. um, and so there's there's that element of it too. I, I really didn't. Um, <clears throat> I really didn't do it um, in a way that um, you're trying to find out, <clears throat> excuse me, who the killer is the whole time. Um, I think that's, I think that's been done um, a, a lot. And I think that, I think that it works sometimes, but for this, um, uh, I really wanted it to be a parallel. Um, and we're looking at the, the killer and the, the detective um, and seeing how close they come to each other and, and those types of things <clears throat> to build the tension that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, um, eventually it's all going to, you know, come together at the end or whatever. But, um, this, this isn't like a, a, a manhunt, um, who's the real killer. And, and there are all these suspects, you know, you know, pretty much out of the gate who the killer is. And, um, mm-hmm. it's more about, um, how's the detective going to pull his life together to, to, to find right. him and, and do the things that he needs to do. Yeah, uh, you, very much like the the Silence of the Lambs and and the Hannibal series, you you know who the killer is pretty pretty mm-hmm. much right off the bat. It's just how is it going to come together? 
Right. Yep, exactly. For sure. Yeah, you did a great job in like getting that set up for if it, uh, with with doing um, more more story about Drake uh, and building that up and then building that parallel uh, with him and the killer. And then, you know, setting setting the reader up for for wanting more more Drake story. Right. Well, hopefully. But thanks for uh, saying I'm, that. I'm, want, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, that. I'm wanting more. I'm wanting more. So you better have more. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the people that the people that are going to check this book out are going to want more. So, you know, uh, I, I, even if so. it's, I think one of my, Oh, sorry. One of my favorite things is writing cliffhangers. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, I, I have a feeling like a giant cliffhanger. You, yeah. If you pick up the first issue, you're going to immediately want that second issue. And, uh, and hopefully the, the series continues to go that way. So that's my advice is to, um, get it on your pull list. So you don't miss a, don't miss an issue. Awesome. Uh, are we missing any information that we need, that maybe I just just looked over um, asking you about this that you want to make sure to get it out there to to the to the public and the audience? No, I don't think so. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm not very good at this. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a very good salesman. Um, I can talk about my my writing um, and stuff, but um, if there's some critical thing that I forgot to say, uh, for, I have no idea. Um, I think my, my, my only thing is just, um, you know, we've got, uh, a little less than a week, um, for, for pre-orders, um, to go through, you know, previews. So for the local comic shop people that want it on their pull list, um, you've got about, uh, a week left. Um, and then issue two will be, um, out in previews and, um, but you know, there's, uh, there's comiXology, um, you can order through the source point website and, um, yeah, go check it out. I do want to give a, a shout out to um, Jason Pell and the Nerd Singular. This is where I actually found uh, Chris and and his uh, and these work here. Oh yeah, um, to go ahead and bring up bring them on to the to the show. That's uh, the second second um, creator that I that I'm able to bring on to the to the show from from that uh, Facebook group. Um, so I'm definitely going to put that uh, in the description here uh, to be, get people to go on there because you can you're going to be able to find other artists and other other people there who are going to be sharing their work and not only that they they share their their love of of comic books and and media and and you know what it meant to them and so forth so uh, it's a pretty cool group to be part of and you know uh, hopefully we yeah, can definitely. keep continue um, finding creators and and um, getting to know more people here on um, Nerd from the Crypt. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, I, I've been, um, you know, writing since I was, uh, since I was young. Um, and, um, I'm still learning, you know what I mean? So, um, I do have a, a blog on my website, uh, charltonwrites.com and, um, it's sort of a step-by-step of, you know, what I'm doing. Um, and so sometimes there are some, uh, writing lessons. Um, sometimes it's like, Oh, Hey, I really messed up. Don't do this. You know, if you're, <laughs> if you're, um, <laughs> if you're trying to, you know, to kind of do the same types of things that I'm doing, whether it's comic books or screenplays or short stories or whatever. Um, you know, I, one of my recent posts was, um, uh, about promoting this book and it's like, I, I guess I'm doing it right. I don't know, you know? And so <laughs> it just kind of goes into like the things that I've tried to do and the things that have worked and, and haven't worked. And, um, you know, hopefully that's a, a resource for people to, um, um, you know, to, to learn some lessons from and, and engage, uh, engage with me. And, um, yeah. So anyway, if, if you, uh, go to the website, sign up for the, uh, the newsletter, it's a blog and, uh, it's, um, you know, 
kind of usually a monthly thing, but right now um, promoting the book, I've, I've done a couple of them this month. So, but uh, it's, it's, it's not something where you're going to get a bunch of spam. So, <laughs> and other than the website, where, where is there anywhere else that, uh, that people can, can uh, follow you on social media? Um, I'm on Charlton Wrights on uh, Facebook, um, Instagram, and Twitter. Awesome. I'll make I'll make sure to put those on in the description as well, as well as the 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 links to the um, to what is it the source point, um, yeah. press to be able to to pre order these or um, to get these ordered if you're hearing it after it's already out. And um, yeah, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to to get with us and and um, talk about about both of these both of these uh, beautiful comics. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Any last things, Greg? No, I, I'm just excited to uh, be able to share this with folks and, and get folks to check this out. It's going to be fun. All right, then we'll we'll leave it there. We'll go ahead and leave it there, and we'll see you guys next time here on Nerd from the Crypt. Your turn to be afraid. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt Podcast.